Hello, and welcome to Your Living Autopsy, a podcast dedicated to helping you dig in and unpack what's going on within so you can live your very best life. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and this is the first ever episode of Your Living Autopsy. I'll go ahead and just tell you that I am not in the medical profession. Not a doctor, not a nurse, definitely not a medical examiner. Nope, I'm just a girl who watched way too much Law & Order SVU when I was in college. I thought it was fascinating that the medical examiner, who is otherwise known as the ME, could look at a body and tell so much of the victim's story without ever meeting that person. And even if you've only watched an episode or two, you know that there's usually at least one thing the medical examiner finds that leads to solving the case or catching the bad guy. Why is that? Well, because the body tells the story. Let me say that again. The body tells the story. That thought popped into my head while I was sitting at my parents' kitchen table in Nashville, Tennessee, four years ago. I was in the wake of a painful divorce, crippled by shame, despair, depression, fear, anxiety, and the sad assumption that I was the exception to the rule not only just to find love, but also to have a life I was proud of. I wondered where it had all gone wrong. What had I done wrong? And I wondered what in the world I could do to make sure I never found myself back in that place again. The answer to that last question was a living self-autopsy. Now, if you know me at all, you know I have never had a problem expressing myself. I'm a writer. I have over 30 journals now, and I'm 34, by the way. I sang professionally. I danced for 18 years. I mean, come on. I had to figure out what was missing because even though I did all of that, I continued to find myself in a loop of repeated mistakes, repeated bad choices, anxiety about making those mistakes and choices. But in 2016, I figured out what I was missing. I realized when I had taken all that inventory in the past, Expressed all those things. Many parts of my life were left unchecked, grayed out, not even glanced at. I think one of the reasons was fear, but mostly I think I was just under the impression that all those parts of my life were just fine. Nothing to see there, nothing new or enlightening to discover by looking more closely. I was wrong about that. In fact, a lot of my core fears and anxieties came from areas that I thought were quite benign. So, like I said, I performed my living self-autopsy after I got divorced. And now, four years later, I am living in Aspen, Colorado with my new husband, Marcus, and our two dogs. I'm living a life I am proud of, with a man I never saw coming. In short, I'm happy. So happy that I wanted to tell the world about this living autopsy thing. And so here I am. On this podcast, I'll tell my stories. I'll also bring people on to talk about their stories. But mostly, 
I want to walk you through your own living self-autopsy. We might not know each other yet, but I would bet that you've got some stuff that you'd like to get rid of. Or maybe you just want a life you're more proud of, or a love you can rest easy in. Maybe you want a clear mind or a clear understanding of who you are. Whatever it is you're looking for, whatever you desire, I have learned, at least for myself, that it starts from knowing what you're carrying around in that body of yours. I know you know about the idea of so-called baggage, that you drag around baggage from relationship to relationship, from your career, job, so on and so on. I always was like waiting for the day that I could just let those suitcases go. And then I realized that I was the suitcase. So unless I was willing to cut off a body part, and I wasn't, I needed to address the problems that were within. What do you think? Do you think I'm crazy? If you do, I totally understand. It took me getting a divorce to start this process, and I was at my lowest point. But it doesn't have to be that way for you. You can start now, today, this very moment. You don't have to wait for life to semi-crush you. In fact, I suggest you don't, because it's a lot harder to do when you're already down and feel like the wind has been knocked out of you. Trust me on that one. (laughs) Before I start on something, I like to know what to expect. So assuming you do too, here is how this is going to go. After this episode, we will go through 12 steps, one per week, to perform your living self-autopsy. Some of them might be easier than others. Some of them might feel like more of a discovery. Some seemingly less exciting. But hear me out. You need to do all of them. Every single one. Even the ones that might not necessarily appeal or sound very fun. Remember what I said like five or ten minutes ago? Everything has to be on the table in order to get a true, complete view of your life. Everything. The magic of the living autopsy can only happen then. If it was just about the stuff I thought I knew I needed to work on, I probably would have healed with my journaling and songwriting and expressing all the things all by myself. But no, it took me literally examining everything in my life to get to where I am today. Okay, so you do the 12 steps, and then what? What are we going to do with all that information you gather? This is the best part. After you do a thorough investigation, you get to decide what you want to do with it. Depending on what you find, you might want to keep some of it. Other parts you might decide to chuck or maybe even begin to let it go. The episodes that follow those first 12 steps will be way less rigid more free-flowing and full of ideas and inspiration from some of my favorite people because I want you to hear how they use their life's work or their hobbies to make use of the pain and grief they've gathered along the way. You might be wondering why we can't just skip to this life after autopsy part 
or why an autopsy is even necessary. Technically, you can skip it. Technically, you can just keep checking this podcast until we get past step 12 and then start listening. But I sincerely suggest you don't. In order to get the most out of this process, you actually have to go through it. Just like anything worthwhile, you must do the work. And you must do it with a sense of commitment. I'm going to assume you're in because you're still listening. And I'm going to now tell you exactly what you'll need for the next 12 episodes. Number one, go to show notes on this episode and click the link for the download of the living autopsy diagram and the outline of our process. It's a fillable PDF if you want to type it in, or you can always print it and write your answers down manually. Number two. So you'll have your diagram and your outline, but it might not have enough space for all of your notes and thoughts. So I also suggest having a notebook or a journal handy, or if you're more the digital type, a word processor document, your notes app on your phone, that'll work just fine. As we take out what's in your body, you need somewhere to put it. Number three, you will need a designated space and time for this. Distraction is not your friend here. So decide beforehand when you're going to do this work. On the train is great, in the car, except please won't be writing while you're driving, of course. At night, in the morning, maybe just on your lunch break. Any of that is perfect. Just decide beforehand. And just so you know, an episode will never be more than 25 or 30 minutes, and most likely less. So don't worry about dedicating a whole night or anything. And number four. Most importantly, you will need an open mind for this. What you discover might not be what you thought you would. And believe it or not, that's good. When you find out information you didn't know before, it means you're getting somewhere. You just got to trust your own process. Since I'm not in the medical profession, I won't diagnose you. And since I'm not a teacher either, I won't give you homework. But I will gently suggest that you take time with your discoveries between episodes until we get through the entire autopsy. Get comfortable with what you find rather than deny it so we can actually do something with it after all this is said and done. Otherwise, if denied, everything you find will go straight back to their original places in your body and you'll have to start all over again. Okay, I think that's enough for today. Wrapping your head around this might be enough for the week, actually. And if you still think I'm crazy, just go with it. Coming up on the next episode, we'll actually get started with your living self-autopsy. And the first step is identification. Thank you so much for listening. I really think this process is worth your time and effort, especially if you just want a little bit more in your life. This is Ashlyn, and I'll see you next week on Your Living Autopsy. Oh, and don't forget to download the diagram and process outline in the show notes. Or you can go to howtomoveonandbehappy.com backslash podcast. Before I go, I'd like to say a big thank you to my dad, Dan Huff, for creating the music for this podcast. He even went to the trouble to make it sound a little like SVU. Until next time.